0: This week's podcast brought to you by Tool Belts and Roofing Nails.
1: Just before we begin recording this podcast today, I was up in our room waiting for you because you said we do it at 10 a.m. and it was now 10:05. I was reclining on the bed, and you walked in with a basket full of laundry and dumped it on the bed as is your want. And uh, and I thought to myself, what am I meant to be doing here? Making a laundry angel?
0: I think I had one of the fastest trips to call a WNBA game in years um, this past Saturday, DC, which is probably I was thinking about it other than driving to the Connecticut Sun Arena, DC's probably the easiest place for me to go. It's even easier than Brooklyn
1: because. That much more difficult than Connecticut.
0: No, because it's we live less than 15 minutes from the airport here. It's like a 45-minute to an hour flight. And then National Airport from downtown, when I got in on sa- early Saturday morning, was, again, less than a 15-minute ride. So um, relatively easy, easy travel. It's the only part that wasn't easy was that it was a 6 a.m. flight. So both of us were up at 4.30 because you had to drop me um, at the airport. But I was surprised that, not not that surprised because I've been to the airport on Saturday mornings before. It was packed. Like the security line was wrapped around the entire terminal. Fortunately, I'm TSA pre, so that line was much, much shorter. Um, But we still haven't figured out exactly how people get TSA pre because the guy who was in front of me you know, showed our, showed our boarding pass and license, whatever, go through. But he's at the metal detector or the, you know, the conveyor belt to put your stuff on. So he's putting his stuff on. They say, you know, empty your pockets, whatever. He goes through metal detector beeps. This is 5 a.m. He comes back through, takes his phone out. He hadn't taken his phone out. So they give him the little bin to put that in. He puts that through. He walks through again. Beeps comes back through. Have you emptied your pockets? So now he reaches his hands in his pockets and he pulls out a bunch of change. So this this is one of the questions I had. It's five AM is this someone who when he got dressed took change from off of his dresser and put it in his pockets or at five AM had he already purchased something with cash? No,
1: he put on the same pants gave him change. He put on the same pants he was wearing the day before and they still had change in them.
0: Okay. So he hadn't taken that out. So he goes through, takes all the change out of his wallet. Are are your pockets empty? Yes. They've said this to him multiple times. Makes the metal detector go off, comes back through. This time, he says, oh, could it be my wallet? Well, yes, it could be your wallet. So he takes his wallet out of his back pocket, puts it through. He goes through, beeps again, (laughs) comes back through. This time, he removes his belt. And this was a person who needed a belt to keep his hand, pants up. Took the belt off. This time made it through four tries in the TSA pre-line. Phone, change, wallet, belt. And then he gets through and his wife's waiting on the other side. And um,
1: His long-suffering wife?
0: I'm sure. Because I think she made it through on the first go-round. But the, the, the big one for me was the change. Like, dude, did you wake up at four something in the morning and put the change back in your pants pockets because you really, really want to have change in your pockets? Or did you buy something? But you're right. He probably just pulled the pants on and the change was already in them.
1: Could it could it be my the roofing nails in my tool belt?
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Perhaps you should take out the roofing nails. And then you go through, come back. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I also supposed to remove the hammer? And, like, the guy, he, he didn't seem like an unintelligent guy. Like, he didn't, he, he seemed like he's probably bright enough.
1: It, it sounds <laughs> like the driver's test that our daughter took this past week, which happily she passed. But uh, her big worry was backing into a parking space, that was she her, did.
0: That was her second big worry.
1: Well, go ahead. Well, one of her big worries one was her, backing yeah. into the parking space, which she did successfully in a high school parking lot. And the instructor said, great, moving on. And she said, wait, you get three adjustments. And she wanted to use at least one of her adjustments.
0: It's like a lifeline. Even if you don't need it, you're going to use it.
1: She's already done it correctly. Now she can only screw it up. Right. You should You should get, at most, three adjustments in the TSA pre-line. And, and on the third one, when you have to remove your belt, they, they beat you with your own belt. <laughs> right.
0: Well, the the other thing she was worried about cuz I've I'd been driving with her a lot was um we'd come to an intersection and somebody was trying to wave her through. And um I said just ignore that person because no, that's not the the you're not supposed to be the next person that goes, just ignore that person. So she did. She said to me, "What if I come to the driver's test and I'm at an intersection and somebody tries to wave me through?" I said, "Just pretend they're not there." So as she's the first thing that happens as she's pulling out, you were there for her driver's test. She had to pull out of the the lot where the
1: driving school was. And and it shares a parking lot with a liquor store. Uh, She was 11th out of 16 kids. So I've watched 10 previous kids pull out without incident onto a semi-busy, but not too busy street. And as she pulls up to the stop sign before pulling out of the parking lot, on cue, a giant... Miller Lite beer truck pulls up from her right to make a left turn into the lot. And what does the guy do? The guy out of central casting leans his beefy, anchor-tattooed forearm out the driver's window of the truck, takes his stubby cigar and waves her out. Waves her out. And I watch in horror as she sits there and sits there and sits there, and they have this standoff. I didn't know that she had asked you about the waving out. Many, what seemed like an hour later, she pulled out, and I asked her later what the conversation was in the car. She said the, the driver's ed instructor said, "What are you doing? He's waving you out." And she said, "I'm staying here because she assumed it was some kind of a test. They had sent the beer right. truck to test her, and the guy said he can't pull out unless you do. He can't pull in unless you pull out. Pull out. <laughs> yes. So she eventually did." but I couldn't believe the timing of it. Well, of course you can
0: cuz we've said this before, she's got your luck. Like of course this happened. Of course the, the one thing, the random one thing. I mean, she knew she was going to have to uh, back into a space, but the random thing that she was worried about, of course it happened after she'd been behind the wheel for 15 seconds just trying to get the driver's test started. It's unbelievable. Um well, I'm going to I'm going to go back to my to my flying. So I get through security. It's 5 And change in the morning. There's this long line for the Dunkin' Donuts because, of course, people want coffee at 5 a.m. I've never understood the super early morning coffee. Wouldn't you rather just sleep on your next flight like it's early?
1: Our daughter waited in that line for 25 minutes when we flew to Minneapolis, and we only had 27 minutes to spare, so... I know, but that she line. wasn't getting coffee. No, she was getting, getting donut or an egg something. sandwich.
0: Yeah, five in the morning. But my favorite was I get on the plane and, and I said, like, it says it's an hour and plus flight. It's a forty-five minute flight, and I hear the person, of course, when the flight attendant goes by ordering the drink with alcohol. It's not even six a.m. It's it's in the fives. There's got to be something about like I think it's okay to get a drink in the fives if you've been drinking all night and through the morning but as your first beverage of the day
1: was it the guy who held up the tsa (laughs) pre-line
0: no i wish it was um but uh was asking for the cocktail and somebody said something about you know don't you have to drive when you land and he said oh there will be no driving in vegas so apparently he was going to vegas through dc and um and so then a woman across the aisle struck up a conversation with him and just said, oh, you know, what, what are your games? What, what do you like to play? I like to play blackjack or whatever she said. And he said, oh, we don't go to gamble. We just go for fun. So um,
1: he's I, one I of guess those guys, some
0: people do go to Vegas for he's fun. He's one of those
1: guys who, at his point of departure, acts as though he has arrived, right? So he's in Vegas once he sets foot at Bradley Airport oh yes he's his vacation has started the people who are in in uh, Hawaiian shirts and in Bermuda shorts at the Milwaukee Airport at five o'clock in the morning because they're heading somewhere warm in
0: November right right yeah exactly so that was my trip down and then my trip back was delightful for two reasons. One, I, I, after the game, the game's 1 o'clock, I get to BWI, I'm flying home out of BWI on a 5 o'clock flight, and I'm sitting there at my gate waiting for my southwest plane to arrive. And this young guy, I'd say he's in his early 20s, maybe mid-20s. Um, I, my work bag that I use is a backpack, and it has like an ESPN WNBA little logo on it. And um, so I, I was sitting there, and he said, Excuse me. Are you a Alana Della Donna?
1: <laughs> Alana Della Donna.
0: Are you Alana Della Donna? And uh, I just laughed. I said, No, I'm not. And he said, Oh, I-, I just wondered because he said, You're tall and I saw your bag. He said, And I know she plays for DC. And. Um,
1: Did you say, No, but I'm Alana Ruthie's daughter? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and. Uh, and he said, he's like, you know, uh, said something about, you know, he, how he hadn't traveled in eight years or something. This is like a, a a young, a young man. So I'm getting, before I get on the plane, are you Alana Della Donna? And then when we landed, um, I get off the plane and there's a woman right, who had been sitting right near me. So she, she's waiting for me and I get off and she said to me, um, excuse me, are you Diana Tarasi?" And... um I said no. I'm not Diana Taurasi, and and I said, but she's a great player. And we were talking for a few minutes until we both scurried off. But um, so on on the way there, Alana Dalladana, Um, and then when I landed, Diana Taurasi. These
1: are people who know just enough about women's basketball to know that those name to know one of those names and part of the other name, but would have no idea what that person looks like. Yes, true.
0: But I'm glad they know those two names. Like absolutely, good for them. It was uh, it was an interesting trip to DC because
1: um, normally did, 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 was the guy. Do you think the guy's follow up was going to be Alana Deladana, backpack at your feet? Wonder how you managed to make ends meet.
0: <laughs> no, um, the uh, it was an interesting trip because or
1: Alana Deladana, backpack at your feet. Would you kindly stop kicking the back of my seat?
0: I'm just going to wait until you're done with those. I I think I'm done. You think you're done? (laughs) No, you have no more. (laughs) They're they're pretty bad. (laughs) They're they're, they're terrible. (laughs) But not as bad as the rest of my story, Mm -hmm. though. Um, D.C., we're courtside, considered red zone. We have to do COVID tests, even though Ryan and I are completely vaccinated. We've both taken COVID tests a couple days before Eight in the morning, I get a call from the person who's from ESPN who's handling um, the game. Something happened. Are Those tests don't count. Can you come to the arena now? Take a COVID test. Wait 45 minutes. Take another COVID test. Wait another 45 minutes. And then we'll let you in the arena. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. I've been vaccinated for quite a while. I took a COVID test two day, 48 hours ago, but yes, I'll come and, and go through this whole procedure. But because of that, I said, can we get some sort of a room that we can get ready, that Ryan and I can get ready? You know, Usually when we're in arena, they give us a green room, which is just like one of the smaller locker rooms, and, um, and we can change or we can, uh, I can put my makeup on, whatever. So scramble around, able to get us a room. So after I take the COVID tests, she said, I wasn't able to get a full rock locker room, but I got, you'll see it's labeled, it's the nursing room. So the room they got for me and Ryan to hang out in, and God bless them, because at least we had something, was the size of a bathroom stall, just about, without the toilet. It had a sink.
1: Not a bathroom, but a bathroom stall. Bathroom
0: stall, yeah. Um, or like in somebody's house, it was probably the size of a half bath in a house, with a sink, no toilet. They brought in um, Syncadamir so that helped put the makeup on. And then they brought in this like high-topped table. that So when Ryan and I were in there, we could barely fit. Um, so like he left so I could get changed. And then I left so he could get changed. And um, we did our – we had to do Zoom calls with the coaches even though they were like 100 paces away from us. Um, we're not allowed to have the face-to-face interaction yet. So we do these Zoom calls with the two of us. It was just it was uh, it was pretty amusing. I actually took a picture of the inside of this uh, nursing room, so um, if if I can find the photo, I will place it on our uh, on our Instagram that at, was ball a... Jane cast, at Ball and Chain podcast at Ball and Chain podcast.
1: That was a long day Saturday because we left for the airport at four forty five in dense fog, and I dropped you. I came home for a little bit. Then we had a pre seven a.m. departure for a girls' basketball game. Forty-five minutes away. I think there were two games that day. I can't remember. Yes. Came home. Oh, left her there for her second game. Took our son to Springfield for two AAU basketball games in the afternoon, and then um, I think there was soccer. Then our son had a soccer there game. Was that soccer night. game. Yeah. It, was, it was ninety-one degrees at kickoff, and all of that time, our our oldest had. Left before 7 a.m. to take the SAT and then to go get her hair done and all the stuff preparing for that night's prom, after which she had friends sleeping over. So that was like a 4.30 a.m. start and at 11.30 p.m. stuff was still raging in our basement.
0: Yes, it was a long that was a long day. That was a long day. I'm going to I'm going to button up because I just remembered this, too. From from my game that I did, I'm going to button up. I'm going to button button up this to finish the story. I, I was just remembering that there was this piece of it. Fully vaccinated. Not only did Ryan and I had we taken tests two days before we got to DC, we took two tests that day. The results were negative. Vaccinated tests that morning, and when we called the game, we were in a plexiglass booth. I don't know, 20 feet off the court and where our cameraman was on the sideline is the handheld cameraman. We couldn't see the right side of the court. So we had for the second time because we did this in Seattle too. We called the game standing up. I'm like, I'm vaccinated. I've taken two tests today. I still have to be in this plexiglass cage. And it because it's not on risers or anything. I still can't see the court. And our monitors are delayed, so we can't really look at those. So he and I are just standing there calling the game. But it was a great game. It was a lot of fun, and the crowd was great, and it was good to be there and all of that. But I'm um, looking forward to the hoops that we have to jump through being minimized slightly.
1: If I can just button up what you've just buttoned up? Yes, please. Or put a bow on
0: uh, that's what I guess the, the bow I was that you've... That you've I, bow was bow, I was putting a bow on it. I wasn't buttoning it up. Or is it sort of the same thing? I think it's the
1: same thing. Okay. You can, I think it's more of a fashion question. Can you wear buttons and bows together? Mm. I suppose you can. Yeah. You if wear, you wear either. You wear a shirt that buttons up with a bow tie. Yes. So let me put a bow tie on your button-down shirt. Okay. So our daughter got her driver's license and has been driving and said to me last night, I think you heard her. I did dad she says tossing the keys on the counter and entirely seriously she said you're gonna need to put gas in that car yes she did i i said you know teach a man to fish he eats for a day teach a girl to pump gas And pay for it herself. She drives for a lifetime.
0: But you know what? I haven't yet taught her how to pump gas. I did once. You did? Okay. So she at least knows. No, there are two parts of of when she came home last night.
1: Can I just interrupt? In real time, as we're talking about this, I got a text from her that said, can we please get something to eat when you pick us up? They have half a day of school today because of the extreme heat advisory.
0: Right. Well, this was my favorite. So yesterday when she came in, she still not had her license for a week. It's less than a week. She said that to you. You're going to need to put gas in the car. And then, uh, and then she had also got, driven home from somewhere. And uh, you said to her, like she said something about like being glad to be home and not driving or whatever. And you said, has it already gotten old? And she said yes. Yeah. She's had her yet? license less than a
1: week. Let's see if she still complains about me complaining about The the hours I've spent in the car that day. Oh, here comes the big, I've been in the car for three and a half hours today.
0: Um, Can I tell you about a really wonderful, I wouldn't call it necessarily wonderful experience, a really thoughtful thing that happened to me today? Just for a random act of kindness by a stranger.
1: Oh, I was going to say, does it involve me?
0: No. A random act of kindness by a stranger. So I'd gone to the grocery this morning and uh, had... Because of where I was parked and trying to put some groceries in the car, I had taken the passenger side, side mirror and pushed it in. You know, you can just pop it in. And um, I had not popped it back out. I'd forgotten to pop it back out. So I'm driving home with the groceries. There's a place in our town where there's a sort of consecutive lights. So we come to a light and there's a person to the right of me and I honks on the horn and i look over at him and he just points at my mirror
1: right right now i've given that guy the double bird
0: i know you would have already because he had honked but he honked and i looked and he like smiled and pointed he had a cigarette in his mouth but he pointed at my mirror and i just i waved at him and i mouth thank you and then the, you go through this and you come up and there's another light like what a hundred yards ahead and he's still to the right of me so we come up there and um And he like, and I look over at him and he like pointed at the mirror where it's a red light. He opens his door, gets out of his truck, opens my mirror for me. And I put the window down and I said, thank you so much. He said, no problem. And he got back in his car.
1: What did you do the first time when he pointed at your mirror? I don't understand.
0: The mirror had been pushed in.
1: Yeah.
0: We're at a red light. Right. I waved and I said, thank you. Right. But you didn't push it out? I can't reach it. I'm at a red light. I would have to put the car in park, scramble, scamper across oh, it the Oh, was the other mirror. Side.
1: The other side. It was wasn't the driver's it was side the mirror. The it was the, the passenger
0: side mirror. side mirror. He's on that side. He's about to take a right okay. I'm going straight. Did you say that when so you told the story? He's to the right of me. I think so. Okay. But just to make it clear, it's the passenger side mirror, red at a light. He's in the lane to the right of me. I can't reach the mirror. We get to the next light. He looks, he points and I just look at him and he opens, he gets out, fixes my mirror gets back in his car and he can turn right on red and then he turns right on red and and disappears into the into the day ridiculously thoughtful nice i would say he say me maybe he was he is 22 or 23 a young guy um like in a sort of a construction kind of truck cigarette hanging from his mouth and um how pleasant is that how nice is that i wouldn't have done that for somebody I don't think.
1: I've, I've, I've I wouldn't got, have
0: even thought to do that for somebody.
1: I've gotten out on the freeway and, and, and uh, screwed somebody's gas cap back on. <laughs> Lovely. It's just the kind of guy. But, I, isn't,
0: I mean, isn't that super, super thoughtful yeah, for him thoughtful. to point it out and to then fix the problem?
1: It gives, so. me, it gives me hope.
0: It gives me hope.
1: By the way, there's, there are choppers descending on our house right now, so low that... Our window pane just rattled.
0: That That is a low chopper.
1: I feel like Radar, radar O'Reilly.
0: We're not... We, i said earlier in this podcast we live about less than 15 minutes from the airport and right next to the airport is the Air National Guard base. And um, sometimes I feel like... Th- I think that's what those helicopters are.
1: Or sometimes I think they're spraying for mosquitoes or something. I don't know.
0: But yeah, that, that was low and it rattled our window.
1: Well... Um, I mean, big, big news this week. We we have a, a new dishwasher installed, and uh plumber came to install it and um, told me a story that I'd like to share with you now. That you'd like to share with me? I'd like to share with you. Have you shared this story with me? Yet? I think I have. I certainly shared it with other parents at the uh, youth basketball game on Saturday, and they were horrified. Oh. And I said, I guess I'm the only one who enjoys these kinds of stories
0: oh you have shared the story but I think it's perfect I think yeah
1: yeah I mean polite society no but for this podcast these listeners I think they'll enjoy it okay well we'll find out I suppose and they may have similar tales uh he said that uh, a retired customer had complained that her pipes were clogged I think she was retired Maybe yeah. I've added that, because there was no, another when, story you told me about a retired couple. But
0: When you told me the story the first time, okay. it was a retired couple.
1: Well, this lady uh, said that her pipes were clogged. And he said, I don't usually snake stuff. I mean, that's, that's my job here at our house. But he said, he took a flashlight and looked through the pipes and told her, they're not clogged, they're fine. And she said, well, something's wrong. And he said, when is the last time you had your septic tank emptied? And the woman said, we don't have a septic tank. And he said, well, your neighbors do, all your neighbors. And she said, we've lived in this house for 25 years and have never had a septic tank. Do you see where the story is going, Rebecca? I see where it's going. She had a septic tank, and when the septic tank guy came out, he said it was a solid.
0: Solid septic tank?
1: No, the, the, the solid contents of the septic tank.
0: Was solid. So how did he get him out? I, I
1: don't know. I, I, uh, this, is where, this is where I began to lose my audience at the youth basketball game. Did it involve a jackhammer? I don't know.
0: Had you heard of a septic tank before we got married? Before you lived here? Had I you heard grew of up, one because you'd grown up with, um,
1: with you know, with indoor plumbing and sewers. Yes, of course, with sewers
0: and 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 town water. But I remember, th- I th- at least I have a memory of saying to you something about needing a our we needed to get our septic tank pumped, and you being like, "What are you talking about?" Um, but yeah, it's something that we're accustomed to here. Every few years, we uh. We get the septic tank pumped so it doesn't turn into a solid mass of trouble. Are you going to then tell our story? Or are we leaving that? What one was our alone? story?
1: Oh no, we're leaving that one alone. No, I think God, people no, no, would no, find. No, no. I they, they may, would nope, find nope, that nope, no they that story. <laughs> no, no not telling that story. we,
0: and, well, we, we don't. We, there's no, no one to blame it on. We can there's, there's, just. It, there's a, a visitor came. No, we can A visitor talk, may have come. We we can't talk about the visitor who came. I think we can talk about the visitor. Well,
1: because the visitor—that's
0: visitor. that's not the part of the story that's even interesting. What's interesting is your solution to the problem.
1: What? I, it's I your story to, to tell. It. If you don't want to tell it, it's we won't your tell. story to. You know, people, usually, people usually say people usually say that when when they've had some sort of. A
0: well, I don't. <laughs> I've only heard, I've only heard the story from you because you're the one who experienced it. Surely you've it, heard but, it from
1: all of the children, but. A visitor came. Surely you've heard a, a Rashomon-like account, each child telling a slightly different was, version of what happened. It
0: was probably the same person who left their shorts here. We still haven't found the or- owner to it the shorts. It was the same bathroom. And, and the half bath, one of the kids went in and said, I can't flush the toilet in the half bath.
1: It's unflushable. It's unflushable. And, and, and despite several dozen attempts at flushing it.
0: There was no way that um, it was going to flush.
1: You could not get this boulder into the.
0: Uh... And, so I I tend to leave those problems always to you. You take care of the, the minor plumbing. We get the plumber to take care of the major plumbing. So I said, that's, okay, that's, tell let's, your let's dad. Just cut to the this line. is your dad's. This is your dad's problem. So, I don't know how the issue gets resolved until you come. Issue gets resolved the
1: issue gets resolved with a one gallon Ziploc freezer bag me retrieving the 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 blockage as a cardiologist might say, me removing the blockage and and throwing it five hundred feet Willie maze like into the woods behind I our house period end of story
0: uh, how does that become the solution I just don't i still find it to be it one was of the it was the fastest, most efficient ever. way of dealing with you the situation you couldn't like you couldn't and, and break it you, up into bite-sized chunks that would then go down. That would then be Of course flushable. no, No, you I, had said, I said. Please, please, we don't, whole we don't, we don't and need throw to throw it in to, the We woods. don't need to milk this.
1: <laughs> but, but, the fastest, most efficient way of dealing with it is what happened. Other, other men <laughs> with lesser arms, perhaps, would have dealt with it differently.
0: And then this was my, became my question: Did it get to the other? Because there's woods behind us, but the dogs, the, their, their it, fence. It goes pretty deep. Flew in the woods. over the
1: cutoff man <laughs> and hit the catcher right on a the rope. Bit. Okay, and the runner was out by three feet, <laughs> and the third base coach was fired for sending him. It was a bullet.
0: I am certainly hoping that we are not the only family in the universe who has ever resolved uh, that particular problem I'm, that way. Because I think we might be.
1: <laughs> I'm just hoping we don't. We don't have a listener who is our neighbor. On the other side of the fence. <laughs> Shall we go to viewer mail?
0: Yes, let's go to viewer mail.
1: Our first first viewer mail comes in to ball and chain pod at gmail.com from Kurt. Kurt writes, Dearest Stribeca. Greetings from the grass-side capital of the world, Oregon's beautiful Willamette Valley. As a fellow allergy sufferer, I thought you might enjoy this story on our present conditions. And there is a story from the local news that uh, a two hundred pollen count, grass pollen count, is very high,
0: mm-hmm.
1: very high. Uh, in Eugene, there's was one thousand two hundred and nine, and two
0: hundred is very high.
1: Two hundred is very high. The Ooh. the angry red color on the pollen chart there's this 1209 the other day this was uh, last thursday this is really not unusual for us uh, writes kurt as readings like this occur every year also i've attached a picture rebecca might enjoy with her color-coded team folders though i'm your humble though i'm your humble resident photon wrangler i also get to play with older telephone technology copper wires this picture is the back side of one of our neighborhood junction boxes though it looks impossible to understand each pair of wires is color-coded Rebecca, you'll love this. This is so uh, up your organizational alley. Uh, Allowing us to figure out which wires are which. We use only ten colors that are twisted together in order to make sense of things. Blue, orange, green, brown, slate, not gray, white, red, black, yellow, and violet, not purple. Pair number one, for instance, is white and blue, while pair number 25 is violet and slate. We wrap that first bundle of 25 pairs in a blue and white ribbon. Notice the flip in the leading color for bundles versus pairs, and then repeat. This is this is this is a job that you you would thrive at color coding things, understanding what he just wrote, whatever I that love pattern it. is. Yep. Have a wonderful summer and keep the allergy meds handy. They are handy. They are, they've been working.
0: Uh, Send me that picture. I will post it along with the nursing room on our Instagram.
1: Okay, I, I shall. Our next email comes in from Ah uh, Rebecca. You'll enjoy this as will I. Dear Re- Steve and Rebecca, greetings from Higashi Kirazawa. Ah, uh, Michael. Michael, I hope this finds you well. As laughter is said to be the best medicine. I hope the following lighthearted medicinal doggerel helps Steve put his allergies behind him. I'm not sure if I want my allergies behind me. <laughs> I just hear. want them in my past. Let's hear. Okay. Uh, again, I'm, I'm reading this cold for the first time, so forgive my, my meter issues, okay? Mm-hmm. They're, they're mine, not Michael's as always. Cutting in line like sipping bad wine leaves a bad aftertaste and is a gauche waste of time. Steve's superfluous nostrils and uncomfortable malady (laughs) are leaking liquids like some kind of plumbing insanity. A pair of unidentified running shorts led to all sorts of mysterious speculation whilst shopping mall transports proved Steve the perfect chill dad chaperone and a graduate from the old man in the way back grown zone <laughs> to close this mess please consider for a personalized podcast license plate BNC ball and chain or DGSBTTNGCLNUP, Dr. Gary Siegel batting cleanup BNC or DGBD would certainly be great Please keep happy and healthy. I remain Michael.
0: Tell me again what he rhymed with. Uh, was it not comfort zone, but uh, the back in the oh, old man uh, zone? The old
1: man in the way back, groan zone.
0: But he rhymed that with?
1: Chill dad, chaperone.
0: Chaperone and groan zone. Well done, Michael. Thank you.
1: Uh, Dan writes, great re- questions regarding rain. What were your questions regarding rain, Rebecca? Usually the inquisitive, curious George when it comes to viewer mail.
0: Was it my the question about um, allergies being yes. alleviated when yes. the rain? Yes, and Dan is our allergy
1: down? man in Dallas. Great questions regarding rain. Light rainfall can help decrease pollen levels, but heavy rains can actually have the opposite effect, and that's what we had: three days of monsoons. During heavy storms, pollen grains can rupture and release much higher concentrations of pollen fragments, which unfortunately remain aloft for a few hours after a storm. In addition, mold increases with rainfall, so people allergic to mold tend to do worse on rainy days. As for nighttime symptoms, here are some tips. One, try to keep Kasha and Jesse outside the bedroom. Amen. I did not pay him to write this, but we should be paying for this medical advice. For nighttime symptoms, try to keep Kasha and Jesse out of the be- out of the room, out of the bedroom. Okay. What's What's his next suggestion? suggestion? Not only because of seasonages, I am allergic to the dogs. What's the next suggestion? Okay, we're moving on. Next. Moving that's on. out of the question.
0: No, that's I, I've heard you say it. I will Two. think about it.
1: Two. You'll think about it.
0: I don't care. We can put the dogs out of the room.
1: Two. In case mattresses slash pillows with dust mite covers and wash bedding weekly. That's W-E-E-K-L-Y.
0: <laughs> I've got that covered.
1: You have it dust mite covered i
0: have a dust mite covered and covered yes we do yeah
1: okay three shower at night to wash away outdoor pollen before going to bed this i haven't done you have not done that i I come home from a softball game covered in pollen and then i just get in the sack with the dogs and the uh, dust mites
0: (laughs) yes you could do better there
1: Lastly, Flonase should treat both congestion and a runny nose, but needs to be used consistently in order for it to build up in your system. Hope that helps. My question, P.S., no, I don't own Flonase stock. My question regarding Flonase is how does it know when it's runny and how does it know when it's stuffy? It's like how does the popcorn button on the microwave know when it's done? Rebecca?
0: I don't know, but he does, and he's saying to use it, so use it.
1: Well, I I am using it. Okay. Okay. Hi, receiver, writes Ralph in Maryland. Sometime in the 1960s, I went to the doctor and said, doctor, my foot hurts. What do I do? He said limp.
0: (laughs) Is that the end?
1: Spiel spiel for Hoffman soda out of New York City. The doctor then said, "I'll I'll have you walking in no time. He was right. He stole my car.
0: These are all like the jokes that you the read in the sun at night. I, I yes. love.
1: I, I love. In fact, it is. It, it, it it's terribly hot, right now. And it has been for the last couple of days. And and it makes me it, it makes me long for a current Carson monologue, in which he says, you know, it was so hot, you know, in downtown Burbank today. And the and the audience says, how hot was it? And then he says something, humorous, and and exaggerated about about the heat.
0: Are those actual Henny
1: Youngmans, or are they
0: no, that, that Henny was a, that Youngman
1: was a, uh, style? That was uh, an ad for Hoffman Soda out of New York City. Oh, okay. That Henny Youngman. Ah, Henny Youngman. Uh, so uh, that that last one was Henny Youngman. The doctor said, I'll have you walking in no time. He was right. He stole my car. I I, I, I love that.
0: I know you do. And, and
1: And you can't stand it.
0: No, I don't mind it.
1: Uh, Dear Stephen, Rebecca writes, Missy, pronunciations are always problematic for me. I recall my anxiety when my classmates and I had to read aloud in primary grades. While I can't recall the words that gave me fits, my my move from the Midwest to the PNW gave me some challenges I didn't expect. So many challenging city slash place names. First, I encountered these in Oregon. Willamette River. This is the second time we've had Willamette come up in like three viewer mails. Right? I don't remember. Yes. We had the pollen counts in Eugene.
0: And that was related to Willamette?
1: Willamette was uh, invoked in that mm. in year mail. Uh, and she even pronounces the pronunciation key, key will-am-it. So like will-I-am, mm-hmm. but slightly tweaked, will-am-it. <laughs> the Dales, D-A-L-L-E-S, and Couch Street, which is actually pronounced Cooch Street.
0: Spelled like couch, but pronounced cooch Yes. Couch Street is actually Cooch Street.
1: That's what Missy says, if if that is indeed how you pronounce M I S S -S Y. (laughs) Next I moved to Washington and ran into cities like S E Q U I M, Rebecca?
0: S E Q Squim.
1: Squim. S -S 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 K W I M, yes. Uh oh this is a classic P U Y A L L U P you've seen that name before. Spell that again? P U P U Y A L L U P. Puyallup Very good. Puyallup Puyallup Pew, like P-E-W, like mm-hmm. like Someone sitting in their pew. own pew, yes. Mm-hmm. It's not a place but a massive clam. G-E-O-D-U-C-K.
0: Not geoduck.
1: Gooey duck. (laughs) G-E-O is gooey duck? Is gooey? I've never heard that. I've seen that word and just assumed it was geoduck.
0: I don't think I've ever even seen the word. Geoduck? Or gooey duck.
1: When U.S. national team uh, soccer player Gio Reyna has a ball coming at his head, you yell, geoduck, not gooey duck.
0: Wouldn't you actually tell him? to head the ball that's
1: true in soccer you would tell them to head the ball (laughs) fair fair point Rebecca (laughs) Rebecca has probably seen a few of these names on her trips to to Seattle well apparently not always enjoying your podcast and look forward to hopefully hearing Holly Rowe back as a guest she's a busy woman somebody else asked in 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 a PS that I didn't read when Holly was coming back your resident blank and a completionist, hopefully this procrastinator can become the same in more aspects of my life. Missy, maybe she could be our resident procrastinator.
0: And we, we haven't even had Holly on our last couple of WNBA games because she's off doing a masterful job in the Women's College World Series. But uh, hopefully soon, we get Holly back for our WNBA games and for this podcast. Finally, ooh, is it right, time for the doc?
1: Well, Doctor Doctor Siegel, I I, I for, you know just a little behind the scenes, he's he's sent uh, a couple of stories. That he thinks you would enjoy. Um, send send one that that um, did. Holly and Rebecca see this, and it was from the New York Times. This is not his. This is not his wrap up. mail. this is just uh, for your education. Mm-hmm. And it's um, uh, with popular softball tournament underway. This is from the New York Times. We look at the differences between men's and women's college sports. Have you have you seen that piece, no, Rebecca?
0: Please forward it to me.
1: I, I shall, or you can look it up on the New York Times since you have uh, the subscription. And uh, and also he sent another piece from the Times uh, in his saved articles, never read. Uh, and uh, it's a story called "Books Are Really Easy to Wrap." So I'll have to I'll have to read that. But that's that's not why Doctor Siegel's here. He's here to wrap things up. He's here to put a you've put a button on it, I put a bow on it, and he's here to to button up and uh, bow this bad boy. Okay, ready. Dear Rebecca and Steve, from the title of the podcast, I knew that I was in for a good laugh or two as I listened, and I certainly was not disappointed. Listening while driving, I had to make shorthand notes on a 3M post-it notes, of course, so that I could remember which parts tickled me the most. Those notes allowed me to review the podcast at one and a half or two times the normal speed in order to refresh my memory and thus send today's report. I wonder if we sounded more funny at two times the speed. Maybe. Maybe. Two stories honestly made me laugh out loud as I drove. First, Ted from the Lower East Side described a childhood aha moment during which he proclaimed to his mother and a bunch of ladies from the synagogue sisterhood that he finally knew that the, what the initials MF stood for. Millard Fillmore, Rebecca, as you will recall.
0: Yeah, I do recall.
1: That may be the only time that I've laughed when faced with any circumstances involving our 13th president as his presidency is not one that is prominent in my knowledge base. In fact, I know nothing about it other than that which I learned today in Google, which was that he was number 13. Mm-hmm. I think... Some children's book or cartoon or TV show that we remember had a Mallard Fillmore. Rebecca, do you remember that a duck president, Mallard Fillmore? I'm not sure what that's from.
0: Now that you say it, it's yes. the only
1: thing I know about Millard Fillmore is is Mallard Fillmore. Secondly, Rebecca finally told the story in which another mother brought over pretzels and Rolos for Steve to serve the children. How easy, said Rebecca, would it be to make it in the oven? make in the oven, melted treats for the children. As you might have imagined, I certainly wasn't surprised, but laughed heartily when Steve, as husbands are wont to do, dipped into the Rolos meant for the children. Well, in fairness, I also dipped into the pretzels. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was the same treat. It was just I had broken it down to its constituent parts and yeah, thought it was, again, more efficient, faster and more efficient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lastly, a discussion of new tires for one of the cars again made me laugh out loud as Steve. You managed to somehow miss the... The four tires for the price of three special while driving around on worn-out tires. I did, I did indeed miss that special because when I got the bill, I noticed that it was a one tire more than I had been previously quoted, and they put on four not five.
0: Because mm, you missed the special, I
1: missed the special. At first, I thought I was getting a superfluous tire, like a spare.
0: What was the, what's the name of that?
1: Uh, the uh, the supernumerary tire. Yes, the supernumerary. I thought I was going to get a supernumerary steel belted radial. They don't. They don't. They don't use that term anymore either. Super steel belted radials. When I was a kid, every car commercial boasted about their steel belted radials.
0: They must not be steel belted anymore.
1: <sighs> Everything. Everything's going to going to pot. Uh, somehow life goes on in your household and all is well despite water leaks, dishwasher blues, and bald tires. That that'll be the the title of my my uh, automotive memoir. Not only the tires were bald. Is that what it should be called? Rebecca? Not
0: only the tires were bald. Yes. Hmm. How many memoirs have you written so far?
1: Not enough. <laughs>
0: we'll keep we'll keep that one. Uh,
1: Thanks so much. That one will 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 just circulate among the family. Thanks so much for keeping us part of your lives and entertained on a frequent basis. Uh, same to you, Doctor Siegel. All the best, Gary. And uh, that's that's a. Uh, is that a wrap? That's a, that's a wrap.
0: It's a buttoned-up bow-tied wrap.
1: That's a buttoned-up bow-tied wrap. Yes, with sprouts.
0: And on that note, thank you, Denny, as always. Oh, to, oh, where is Denny? Oh, wait.
1: Where have all the Denny's gone?
0: You're uh, you actually there's a pile of envelopes on my desk. Swag that is you, going out. You finally
1: swag is going out to uh to disappoint people who have been waiting months. In some cases. Years, uh, six months. Well, in the case of one, in the case of one, it has to be at this point former listener. Yeah, I believe it was Tim in Jefferson City, Missouri, who won our the, ball. And our Jean one and only 2019 2019 tournament challenge. In fairness, there's no tournament in 2020, but we never we never sent him. Don't
0: throw a we in there. You.
1: Uh, well, you uh, at least You're I'm, in that of the, the effort.
0: You're in charge of the plumbing problems and swag.
1: Well, I handle the plumbing problems better than I handle the swag. Yeah, but the swag is going out. It's 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 the the envelopes are sealed, signed, addressed, and we'll be disappointing people across the, the country in the and, next week, I'd say. And
0: if you want to send an email, to participate in the podcast ballandchainpod at gmail dot com. Yes, Twitter ballandchainpod. Instagram ball and chain podcast. I, I have to say,
1: w- when I say I'll send out swag and I don't, it, it's very much like you saying you're going to post pictures and you don't. You never do.
0: I've, I pro- I've posted them in the last month. I don't do it as often as I say I'm going to, but I do it a lot more frequently than you send out swag. And I'm kind of counting on you. Like you have to send me the picture of those wires so I can post something with today's pod. On that note, Tom Dick. Uh,
1: I'll, 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 I'll give you the uh, the password so that you can log into the, the viewer mail anytime you like.
0: I don't want the password. I want you to send me that one particular email that with the picture. Tom Dick Harry. <laughs> Play this out.
2: Singh says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fat. Road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet living in a cuckoo nest. David Grant puts sanity to a daily test and driving and vigorous while we give for a little rest stay by day just to keep it sane who's the ball and who's the chain it's hard to tell right here on happiness lane it's hard to tell right here on happiness lane it's hard to tell right here on happiness lane